Hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome back to episode 17. I am digging doing an episode every day and I am doing my best to try not to make them more than 20 minutes. Ultimately, my goal is to do like a 15 minute episode per day. And I say per day because I think every day there's something to talk about. There's always something out there to talk about. I try to keep it positive, but sometimes there's things that are going on in this world that really have to be spoken about that I don't think are worth ignoring. And so I talk about it and it may not be quote unquote positive, um, but it's still something that I'm going to try to do regarding keeping things positive, like sharing John Krasinski's Some Good News, telling you guys about that, telling you guys, hey, go check it out on YouTube. It's really cool what he's doing. And um, things like that are worth sharing. But again, like I said, I think that there are things that aren't necessarily positive that may anger me or upset me and so much so that I want to talk about it and share it with you guys on one of the episodes of this podcast. So, I mean, this podcast is ultimately or basically really uh just things that are going on in my life things that are personal things that I see on the news things that I come across while ride chair driving or anything that just man I need to share that I'm gonna talk about it on one of my uh, on my podcast and one of my episodes and today segue I don't know if that's an actual segue but anyway so today's podcast that I want to share is more on a personal note. Today is May 8th. May 8th. And if you don't know, which a lot of people don't, because it's about ovarian cancer. And right now we still don't have a lot of uh, awareness about ovarian cancer. Breast cancer gets the, you know, (sighs) gets a lot of attention. And rightly so, a lot of people, a lot of women and men have gotten breast cancer and have died of breast cancer and they have come a long long way with their advocacy with activism for breast cancer awareness i mean there's probably not a country you can go to that doesn't know that the pink equates breast cancer i know because i've lived in other countries and i've talked to people and you see it on social media pink equates breast cancer and people will you know, tell you, oh yeah, I know about breast cancer. They may not know a lot about it, but they definitely know that it's out there. Whereas ovarian cancer, people might not even know that it exists. And that, my friends, is the cancer that I was diagnosed with in December 2011. And by the grace of God, I'm still here to talk about it. And I say that because I was I was diagnosed as late stage ovarian cancer. It was not stage four, which is what goes into your lymph nodes. Um, Thankfully, it didn't go into my lamp notes, but it was stage 3C, which was tinkering on the stage 4 category. And they caught it, even though they caught it late. They were able to do an amazing surgery at UT Southwest in Dallas. And though I went from the VA to UT Southwest, UT Southwest uh, was a godsend because they really did an amazing job. My doctor... Dr. Uh, Richardson was amazing, is an amazing doctor, and I'll always be grateful that she was the doctor that was, I believe, handpicked by God to do the surgery along with her team. And so they did an amazing job. They got all the cancer out that the human eye could see. And then I went through a, I don't even know if rigorous is the word for it, but a crazy, painful, 
horrible experience of chemo treatment. And I did that for five months. And so May of 2012, I was considered or deemed cancer-free, even though they don't like to say that word, cancer-free, but uh, I was in remission, basically. And then that went on for almost seven years. And then cancer showed its ugly face again and in February of 2019, which is over a year ago. And I went through, what, four months of chemo treatment that wasn't as bad as the one in 2012, but that said, it was still pretty bad. It affected me in a way that it didn't affect me before, which was in the bone marrow, pain in the bone marrow that was excruciating. And I'm still recovering from that, but I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I give God all the glory. And I just, I'm so, so happy to still be here to talk about ovarian cancer. And that's what I'm doing today. I know I haven't done it before in any, a lengthy amount of time, but this is the day to talk about it. It's May 8th and it's called World Ovarian Cancer Day. And it's like the word, like it says world. So it's supposed to be spread all over the world. And I got to, even though it hasn't made it probably to all the countries all over the world, it's made it to a lot of countries. And there's even like a map that would show um, in previous years, the countries that are uh, participating in this awareness. And I'm happy to say that I got to do a lot, a lot, a lot of advocacy in Saudi Arabia with my students at the places that I taught at. And so Basically, I'm not going to do much um, with talking about what I did in Saudi because it was just an amazing experience and there's just too much to talk about. And that 20 minute episode would turn into a gazillion minute episode. And I just don't want to do that to you guys, nor to my vocal cords. Thank you very much. (laughs) Moving on. What's important about World Ovarian Cancer Day is to talk about ovarian cancer. Well, first of all, if you did not know, if you if you didn't if you did not know the color for ovarian cancer, so I said pink is the color for breast cancer. Most cancers, almost all cancers, have a color connected to them. So it's actually not just for ovarian cancer; it's for gynecological cancers, all the cancers that you know of the gynecological realm. So, for example, fallopian tube, fallopian cancer, uterus cancer ovarian cancer, all them baby making parts, basically. (laughs) The color is not green, not blue. The color is teal, T-E-A-L. And I wear the wristband every day of my life. I have been wearing the wristband every day of my life. I shower with it. I go in the swimming pool, go in the ocean with it. I jog with it. I sleep with it. Like literally it's on me every day. Um, of my life and these wristbands are so awesome i mean they're really made with good material and they don't break or anything like that easily so i have been wearing this one for a good over a year now and and when i need a new one i'll, I'll get new ones made but at any rate uh, at any rate i'm glad that there are people out there that are still wearing them that i gave them to or they bought they bought them for uh, fundraisers for when we did some raising awareness in Saudi. So the color is teal. There is a pop quiz at the end of this episode. So please do take some notes as you listen to me. Maybe I'm joking. Maybe I'm not. (laughs) Anyway, so the color is teal. And 
until there is a cure, I will continue to wear this wristband. Yes, I put that word with uh, the color teal. And until, until there is a cure, I will continue to talk about what ovarian cancer is and what are the signs and symptoms. And basically, let's talk about the symptoms now. Okay, so the early stage, you know, the, of course, with all cancers, it is better to get diagnosed early rather than later. You don't want to be like moi, okay, because I was not smart. I did not listen to my body. And let's be honest, our body talks to us when we're hungry. It talks to us. It makes all that growling noise in our tummy saying, yo, you need to put some food in me. Okay, when we're sleepy, we start to yawn. Our eyes get, you know do all these funny things. We start rubbing our eyes. They get red, whatever. It's our body talking to us. It's no different when you're going through some kind of illness. I mean, come on, there are symptoms for COVID-19. That's our body telling us the coughing, the congestion, all that stuff. Well, just like any other disease, there are symptoms for them. And the symptoms that we want to look out for, for ovarian cancer, here are the early stage symptoms, frequent urination. So basically you went to the bathroom and then like not even 10 minutes later, you want to go back to the bathroom and you're like, well, what's going on? I just went to the bathroom and that was me. I did not realize that that was one of the symptoms because I had no clue about what ovarian cancer was. I'm telling it like it is. I didn't even know it existed. I'm sure in the back of my mind, I might've heard about it, but not, not really. I don't remember anything before being diagnosed with ovarian cancer of, of hearing anything about it. I could tell you about breast cancer. I could tell you about, you know, um, to cancer because of that dude, you know, the one that would, uh, do all those bike races, wore the yellow band. Yeah. His name escapes me, but I think it's because I really don't want to remember his name because he ended up being a liar, but I digress. But I know about, I knew about that because of the wristband, the yellow wristband, and there was a lot of conversations about that. Breast cancer, obviously, but ovarian cancer, I didn't know anything about. And so when I started having frequent urination issues, I just thought maybe, you know, hey, I'm getting older. I'm 40 or almost, yeah, I was 40. Um... It just goes with age. I know, not very smart, but that's what I thought. Moving on. Feeling full quickly when eating. So let's say you just had a salad or you just had whatever. As you're eating, you're like, man, I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. And it's just not, you're not feeling it. And you don't end up eating the meal because you just feel full. It's like, mm. it feels almost as if you already ate a full meal, even though you only ate a little bit. Next is pelvic pain. So in your abdominal area, you've got this pain that's kind of like coming out of nowhere, almost as if you're like on your period kind of a thing. And then you have abdominal bloating. And this is where I really miss the mark. My stomach, my tummy got so big that my mom was like, you look like you're nine months pregnant. Now for me, I was like, I don't look nine months pregnant. I'm maybe seven months pregnant. I'm not nine. Hello, mom. I'm not that big. And although I can kid about it now, I'm not saying this is a joking matter. I mean, 
it's it was a serious thing and I ignored all the symptoms because a I didn't know what to look out for and b there was that denial that there's oh there's nothing really wrong I just need to go jog and I just need to watch my weight and stuff I just didn't want to believe that there was something serious going on and when in fact there was something truly truly serious going on so again frequent urination feeling full quickly when eating pelvic pain and then abdominal bloating those are more of the early stage symptoms and then we move into the the later stages and it's like uh, what is it uh, changes in your bowel movements so some people have diarrhea and some people have constipation and the constipation um, is not what I had I had the diarrhea um, so your your bowel ha habits uh, are gonna uh, be different than they normally are so that's a later stage then there's the pain with sex or intercourse um, I was not sexually active so I didn't know um, I wouldn't have known if that was a symptom but if you are sexually active and it's painful during your intercourse that also is another sign let's see back pain I did have back pain but I've had a history of back pain so obviously I ignored the back pain but that could be a, uh, a late stage sign for ovarian cancer and then there's the intentional uh, unintentional weight loss or weight gain but for me of course it was weight gain because like my mom said I looked nine months pregnant by the time they discovered the cancer but some people lose weight some people gain weight from my experience I think a lot of people that I know that I talked to they all they all gained weight uh, because of this thing uh, that is ter the terminology is called ascites which is a fluid uh, buildup in your um, in your stomach so those are the late stage um, symptoms sorry I'm just reading and making sure that I've got all of them and then of course there's the fatigue and fatigue is is the feeling like you're just feeling tired it is a very common symptom um, and it's it's just where you you know even though you got good nights of good night of sleep and even though you know that you have no reason to feel tired you're you just ugh, you're like ugh, I can't do today I don't know what's wrong with me I just don't feel it's not really sleepiness it's just feel like your body feels tired that's fatigue and fatigue is definitely a side of uh, not a side effect but a symptom uh, of ovarian cancer and it's a, it's a fatigue of a lot of things actually there could also be vaginal discharge or bleeding as part of it I didn't have that um, and severe pelvic pain so earlier it was pelvic pain but now if it's a late stage which was like what I was going through it's severe pelvic pain and yeah those are the uh, symptoms for ovarian cancer and that's what I wanted to basically tell you guys I'm not going to talk um, over the limit of 20 minutes today but it's important that those things were shared with you there's a plethora of things that you can read I mean just a Google search a Google search of ovarian cancer will give you all that you need there are so many there's a National Association um, of uh, the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition um, there's ovarian cancer research foundation organizations um, just the World Ovarian Cancer Day website 
there's just there's a wealth of information out there to give you all that you need to know more about this deadly disease and it's been called the deadly it's been called the silent killer why because the 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 symptoms or the it kind of whispers and it did it whispered to me i really didn't listen but it but it was still talking to me and i say it i mean this the my body the symptoms were there i just wasn't paying attention to it because it was a whisper right but then the whispers became louder and louder and louder. And then it was by the, by the time I got diagnosed, it was screaming Bloody Mary to me, telling me, oh, what in the world is your problem? Do you not know that your body is not functioning right now at the level it should be? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Seriously, I'm sure it was yelling at me because of all the signs that were there, all the symptoms that I had been experiencing. And um, I just ignored it. My message to you is don't ignore the body. Don't ignore what your body is telling you. It talks to us. Make sure to listen to it. And of course, these symptoms aren't like, just like, oh, I've got a lack of uh, appetite. I must have ovarian cancer. Oh my God, I got diarrhea. I must have ovarian cancer. It's not like that, guys. Uh, I don't want to freak you out. I don't want to scare you. It's not like that at all. You got to have these symptoms. I mean, I would think, you know, you have at least four to five of these things going on and they have been lasting for about, say, two weeks. If they've been going on for more than two weeks, please, please, please seek medical attention go to your primary care physician and just say look i heard on talk time with hope who's a cancer survivor two-time ovarian cancer survivor that these symptoms that have been lasting for two weeks could 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 possibly be symptoms of ovarian cancer and i'd like to get this checked out there are two ways to get it checked out you got to get a ca125 a ca125 ca125 which is a blood tumor marker simple blood test and a normal ranging is from, I think, 39 and below. So if you're in the 39 or below, that's a good thing. Mine was almost a 1,000. I've heard of people being outrageously, ridiculously high numbers. So that's a sign that there could be something if it's, it's, it's well above 39. Also, get an ultrasound, a pelvic, I think it's a pelvic ultrasound, or a CT scan even, and that also will help to find out what's going on with your body. Don't ignore your body. Don't ignore the symptoms. And don't be afraid to go to the doctor and say, listen, I want to rule this out. I definitely want to get, if there, if the, God forbid, if there is cancer found, you want it to be found earlier rather than later because you might not have to get both of your ovaries taken out. You might still be able to have children and you might not even have to go through chemotherapy. And trust me, you definitely want to go that route. Um, versus getting caught late because you, you might have been scared and it's better to not know than to know like a lot of people think and how I used to think. But it is better to know than not know, my friends. So thank you for listening in to World Ovarian Cancer Day, May 8th. And share this with somebody. If you don't listen to any of my episodes, but listen to this one and share this one with all the female friends that you have, family members that you have, and even share with men because men have people that are women that they care about. Can't escape that. We're everywhere. (laughs) And that would be worth having this podcast. You know, it would be worth it if I knew 
at least somebody was sharing this information. So be kind. Sharing is caring. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Be healthy. And thank you for listening. This has been Talk Time with Hope. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening or day or whatever, wherever you are. And as always, God bless. Bye-bye. Catch you on the flip side.